Hey girl, I'm Alex Fullhouse and this is How Not To Get A Boyfriend. I am a writer, radio presenter, model, podcaster, and my pronouns are she and her. I am looking for love. When you're dating, it can feel really lonely, especially if you're in a minority like me. You're constantly putting yourself out there and getting rejected, and it can feel really disheartening. But here's the thing, you are not alone. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my stories from the date or dates I've gone on that week and talking to loads of different people about exactly how and why they date. By sharing our experiences, I hope that we can see that we are all in the trenches together and that one day love will come. But until it does, it's fine, fun and freeing to be single. Right, I feel absolutely mental because I just um, had to apply, basically my phone contract is up and so I've been like battling with O2 to get a new phone, got through, got through the credit check, all fine, whatever and um, then now I'm like, right, okay, can I get this cheaper? Found it on Giftcalf, the exact same thing, the literal exact same thing for £10 cheaper a month. So I'm trying to, no, in fact, more than £10 cheaper a month, £12 cheaper a month. And I'm trying to get that. And then it says I'm failing the credit check. (laughs) So I had to use my old name on the credit check. And even that didn't work. So I'm like, because like my O2 contract was in my old name because I've had it for literally years. And it's like such a faff trying to change it. So I just had to like dead name myself on a gift gaff application in the year 2023 when like I've like completed my medical transition I've been trans for like fucking years now and yeah it still didn't go through so basically I have bad credit no matter kind of what <laughs> what stage whether I'm a man or a woman I've got bad credit and it's so bad that I can't even I can't even fucking get a phone contract. It's so fucking annoying. I actually, oh my God, I can't believe it. Right, okay, back to, back to business. Because basically, so I've been in New York, as you've all seen from my Instagram, it's been a sleigh, it's been so funny. And um, like, yeah, like it was so funny, but there were like, so I was, you know, you'll remember from my Cat Cohen episode that, like, I was excited for the boys in New York. There are no hot boys in New York. Can I just say, right, if you are hot and you live in America, you live in LA. If you are not hot and you live in America, you live in New York. Them's the rules. Sorry, I don't make the rules, but that's just what I've seen. I've literally not seen any fitties, like, at all. Actually, no, I tell a lie. The one time I saw fitties was in the meatpacking district. Lol, how ironic. That was where the only fresh meat was. And even then, like, it was, like, late and it was, like, the last night. And I was like, "Mm, I'm tired. 
So yeah, New York was like very unsexy, except for I did have one sexy encounter. I went to Staten Island, okay, just to watch the baseball. That's a sentence I bet you never thought you'd hear Alex Hallhouse say. Um, but yeah, I went to Staten Island to watch the baseball and we were sat right by like the pit where all like the sexy baseball guys are there and one sexy baseball guy nodded at me and I was like ah I turned to my mom and my sister and they were like oh my god I'm so jealous like you're so lucky and he was super super hot but I found him on Instagram afterwards of course and I like gave him a follow found out he has two kids and I'm like right okay fucking circ amazing um but i did see um my close personal friend catherine cohen at club coming when i was out there and it was literally like the highlight of the holiday it was like club coming is literally like the world's smallest gay bar and i'm obsessed with it it was full of like very hot gay guys Listen to me, like, saying, like, there were no hot guys in New York. And I'm like, yeah, but except in the meatpacking district and except if they were gay and except if they weren't a baseball player, lol. But, um, yeah, Kat absolutely killed it. She spoke about all of her, like, recent medical trials and tribulations in, like, a freaking hilarious way. I'm, I love that girly. Um, so, yeah, super nice to see her. Um, and when... I was on the flight back. So I flew back basically on like Saturday night and I flew back overnight and I get off the plane and I see that I got booty called overnight by this like random guy on Hinge. And I was like, right, okay, here we go. Then we text all of the next day and I'm like, oh, like, let's go for a drink in the evening. We arranged to go for a drink in the evening after he booty called me, coming straight back from New York. I was so jet lagged and like the journey home literally was such a nightmare because my bags got stuck in like the airport or something. And like I had a little air tag in my luggage and literally could see that it was like on the other side of the fucking luggage belt um and like it was just like sat there like for fucking two hours it was so annoying literally just wanted to go home but then yeah I had this day and you know as soon as I get back to Clapham the boys are giving like oh my god I'm loving the seasonal change because guys are kind of this is what Clapham guys are wearing and it's absolutely stunning and gorgeous so, of course, they're still wearing their quarter zips and they're wearing their rugby, like, shorts. They're, like, school rugby shorts or they're, they're, like, uni rugby shorts. And their thighs are bulging in them. And I'm really enjoying that. But then their calves are also bulging in, like, pulled up white socks and they're shoved into, like, Birkenstock Boston clogs. And, oh, my God, they are fucking gorgeous. I'm obsessed, And I love going to get catch my daily pret and use my pret subscription and seeing all the sexy boys of Clapham back and in their their new uniform I'm like they're really giving so I meet this guy and that I've been texting all day that booty called me the night before at 5 a.m well okay so it was 5 a.m I'm gonna have to look up like what time that actually was because I just, no, I think he, I think it was 5am for him. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you still awake? And he was like, oh, I just wasn't asleep. And I was just like, seeing if you wanted to hang out. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
So we go for a drink and he asks me no questions, absolutely zero questions. Like, honestly, it was the world's most draining day. I was already jet lagged. I was, I'd had this, you know, pretty unsexy, but like literally incredible holiday. Um, and so I was like looking for some fun, like back in London, like, come on, she's back, Voldemort's back. Um, and yeah, this guy really didn't give it. I even said, he was like, cause I was like, I was like, oh, I just hate it on dates when like guys don't ask any questions. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like start asking you questions, buster. I'm halfway through my white wine and still didn't take the fucking hint. And like literally after one drink, like he was like, oh, I'm going to go home. And I was like, yeah, me too. So I get home, have dinner and I look at my phone and who should I see but this other guy that I've been texting and he's like do you want to go for a drink tonight I was like absolutely so I have dinner and I go back out and like like that I felt like so back I felt so energized by it and like because I'd already done my makeup and that's like what the most annoying thing about a kind of failed date is is that when you have like a bad date you're like that literally lasts half an hour it lasts like one drink you're like oh god like I've spent all this time like shaving and showering and doing my hair and doing my makeup and it's all for naught and it's so boring so I fucking this guy is like oh do you want to come to my balcony and I was like let's go for a drink first we go to the ship oh my god right why would I ever go to the ship on a Sunday the ship is this pub. It's like an outdoor pub in like Wandsworth, which is kind of like near me. And um, it's like, yeah, it's it's like very like rugby lad, like in a very sexy way. Um, I actually once went on a, sh and like ship Sundays, basically they're a thing. It's like where loads of people go to the ship on Sundays, and, like get really drunk and everyone's like beats the Sunday scaries. The rugby was on. It was absolutely packed. Um, and yeah, I once went to the ship Sundays. This is literally years ago. Went to ship Sundays. Have never been again because, oh my God, me and my friend were there. I was like getting with this guy who we like knew, who we had like mutuals. And then for some reason, he must have said something that pissed me off. So I slapped him around the face and he was like, do it again. So here, here I was like on a Sunday fucking night, pissed, getting with this guy, slapping him and then getting with him again and then slapping him again, some, like for his sexual pleasure, seemingly like what the actual fuck? So fucking weird. Anyway, I was stressed because I was like, everyone I've ever dated is going to be at the ship on the Sunday, like, and it's going to fucking stress me out. Thankfully, I didn't see anyone that I, like, I, like, I recognise, which was a sleigh or have ever dated. And so I sit down with this guy. It's immediately flirty and fun. He is fucking gorgeous. He's South African. And oh my God, like we just immediately have so much fun. He's like, let's get fucked up. And I was like, yeah, let's get fucked up. Like it was so fun. Um, and like, I literally can't even remember like anything that we spoke about because we were just like drinking and flirting. Like I was just throwing myself at this guy and he was throwing himself back at me. It was so funny. We, um, I, the only thing that I remember was like, 
I like forgot how old he was. So I was like, oh, how old are you? And he told me and he was like, oh, I should have asked you like how old I look. And I was like, no, because like I do actually remember like from your profile, like how old you actually are. Like you're 27, like you're my age, it's fine. And he was like, what? I thought you were 24. And I was like, no, my profile definitely says 27. I'm definitely 27. Believe me, I'm daily reminded of my, you know, spinsterhood. Um, so yeah, I know that I'm in my late 20s, actual late 20s now. Um, and he was like, oh, like I thought you looked 24. And I was like, thank you, absolute king. Like you're trying to get in my pants. And it worked because I went to the balcony. I was like, we were like three drinks in and he was like, oh, like, should we get another drink? And I was like, oh, why don't we go to this balcony that you were telling me about? Like, the balcony was actually sick. Like, no offence. It was so good. It was right by the ship. And it was, like, looking out on, on kind of on the River Thames, which I'd forgotten. I was like, what water is that? And he was like, are you fucking joking? Like, that's the River Thames, like, the one river in London. And, yeah, that was kind of a dumb thing to say. But, yeah, we were just, like, vaping on his balcony. And, like, it was so fun. The thing, so I need to talk about the vape situation. So I basically, I brought a vape back from New York. First of all, vapes in New York are so expensive. They're like 15 to $20. In the UK, they're about six ninety nine at the most. And all the vapes in New York are like 5% nicotine, whereas in the UK, they're 2% nicotine. So fucking weird. And he was like, he was like, oh my God, like, please can I have your vapes? So we literally swapped the swap vapes because I hated the 5% nicotine, like, it was literally, like, making me feel sick, but, yeah, there we go, um, so, yeah, obviously, I stayed over, he kept disappearing, he was, like, I can't sleep, and I was, like, I also can't sleep, because, like, I'm super jet-lagged, like, he was just being weird, and I was, like, wearing my, I had, like, also, I can never sleep with like, just silence, or, like, just with, like, another person there, like, that fucking stresses me out, so I have to sleep with my earphones in, um, like, thank God that I've got flesh-coloured earphones, so I can, like, kind of hide that I'm wearing earphones and listening to a, a Harry Potter audiobook <laughs> to sleep with, sorry, I'm a turf, clearly, um, but, oh my God, we woke up so early, A, because of the jet lag, B, because he was going to the gym, he was going to the fucking gym, at like 6am and I was like hearing all of his housemates and I was like oh my god like why am I here like oh my god I'm about to do a walk of shame on my first day back at work like working from home fine but like still first day back after holiday like what a stress I had to like you know, A, avoid his housemates, B, do a walk of shame with the commuters, and, like, C, like, deal with this absolutely ungodly hangover. Like, it was one of those hangovers where you're in so much pain that your legs hurt, and, like, getting home, it really wasn't far, but, oh my god, like, getting home was such a fucking nightmare, and, like, yeah, thank god that it's cold enough to, like, go on a date wearing, like, jeans and a jacket because, like, the next day, like, the walk of shame, like, really isn't bad because you're not wearing, like, a tiny little dress and no coat and, like, heeled sandals, like, and you can also, also, like, I was wearing sunglasses because, like, my hair wasn't grey, like, I'd obviously sorted it out for the date, but, like, it still wasn't grey, so I, like, had my hair up in sunglasses so it meant that I could just wear sunglasses on the walk of shame, absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Also, I stopped at a, like, a news agent's on the way home because my hangover was so bad. 
and I was like doing a lot of walking oddly like I was like walking and bussing which like is not what you need on a walk of shame like I think that a walk of shame should literally just be like an uber door to door like that actually should be it but I was too stupid and didn't have enough money to fucking do anything so yeah but I stopped at a news agent, bought a blue Gatorade. Oh my God, it sorted me the fuck out. It was absolutely a sleigh. And then when I get home, I get the rejection text. There we fucking go. He was like, oh, like, it was actually like such an odd rejection text. Like, it was like low-key kind of sauvage, deal sauvage. Um, oh my God, lol, I booty called him later. Anyway, um thanks for last night. I've been thinking lots today, but I don't think you're what I'm looking for. Okay. Don't want to continue things just for the sake of it and end up being worse in the end. All the best in your search for love. I mean, like as rejection texts go, like it was kind of, um, developed. It was giving like, it was giving like full, full, complete fucking like essay. But yeah, thanks. Like I'm not what you're looking for. I mean, obviously there's always like part of a rejection text that you're just going to fixate on. And to be fair, I was thinking, like, honestly, we don't know each other. Like, we are strangers. We had a fun Sunday night. There was no Sunday scaries. Like, you saved me from my terrible fucking day. Um, But, like, yeah, we did not speak about anything of any substance. You have no idea who I am. So, yeah, calm. On to the next one. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.